and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday. We've got your NBA action covered from Tuesday night around the NBA. I'm your host, Dave DeFork, joined by Black Trey. What's up, Trey? What's going on, Dave? We got Rob Lopez producing the show as always. Folks, the recently announced live show in Chicago, Illinois on May 18th will be open. The ticket sales will be open for Patreons exclusively today, Wednesday. So get those tickets, sign up, and then stay tuned for additional details for the for the non-Patreon folks. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Carl Anthony Towns is still on the attack. LeBron James refuses to tank. And the Celtics bounce back big in the Bay. But first, the Rockets rolling through the East once again, defeating the Raptors 107 to 95. James Harden with a cool 35 points. Gerald Green with 18 points off the bench. Kawhi with 26 and 6. Uh, Houston got off to a really great start in this game, Trey. They had a 22-point lead at one point in the second quarter, had an 18-point lead in the half. Then they came out flat, and they couldn't buy a shot, which we've seen from this team before. Yeah, I mean, you know, teams often do that. You know, you're not going to stay hot forever. Like um, like the other game you mentioned, most teams shoot a high percentage, over 50%, and they get the gut. They get, they get it rolling. They get kind of content and get lackadaisical on their choices. Um, and then that's where the other teams make their one or two run, one or two runs. And in this situation, um, you know, this Raptors team is pretty good and they're not just going to lay down, especially at home. So, you know, they got things going, but it just wasn't enough. And then, you know, the resurgence of James Harden, James Harden's very good and he's going to continue to have an exceptional year. Yeah, the the Raptors ran off a 15 to 2 run to start the third and uh Houston wound up losing that third quarter 34 to 14. Uh part of which because Harden was in foul trouble. He had four fouls early in the third. Toronto started targeting him on uh on on the defensive end for for Houston and I mean they were just getting bucket after bucket because he was guarding in a way and we talk about this all the time on the show. He was guarding in a way that really did change the momentum for, for Toronto, he was just giving up turnaround jumper after turnaround jumper or layups in the lane. And there just wasn't much he could do. Um, despite losing the big lead rockets, turn around in the fourth, open up a 14 point lead. Harden hit a huge step back and then they just held on the rest of the way. Harden, uh, made up for what was a rough shooting night for the first three quarters of this game went six of seven, five of five from the line. Uh, finished with 19 points in the fourth quarter, more like what we expect from, from Harden. Um, Clint Capella, like in the first half of this game, I thought looked like what we expected out of Clint Capella most of the season. Then the second half just kind of disappeared. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just the flow of the game that changed, um, pretty much. And, you know, of course, obviously, you know, when the ball's in Harden's hand and he's not able to, you know, um, create pretty much. Then he goes into ISO Harden, which is not bad as well because they find a way to get these games, you know, still sealed. Um, so, I mean, I, I can't really knock Capella. It's just sometimes it's going and sometimes it's not. And the same thing is with Fareed. Those games become a 1-2-4 uh, a game instead of a 1-4-5. A, a so. Yeah, the, the biggest story of this game to me was how bad the Raptors bench was. Uh, they were outscored by the Houston bench 37 to 20, which really like the discrepancy is not that big, but 
it was, I mean, it was massive in this game. It was really, it was the difference in this game because the, the Toronto starters, they won their minutes and, and you know, you can really see that Toronto is missing Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Jeremy Lynn has now played seven games with the Raptors. He's, he only played 11 minutes tonight, but he's averaged about 20 since he got there. Guys made zero threes since he got to Toronto. That's not good. I mean, they're, that's what they're missing. I mean, hopefully they can patch up his shooting woes. Um, I don't think it'll last forever, but I also don't take Jeremy Lynn as a, uh, you know, like a career three point shooter. You know what I mean? Like shooting like that. Sometimes I think he's very streaky and not consistent as much. Yeah. He's, so, third, he's uh, shooting like 31% overall. I mean, just not playing really well. And, but Marcus all actually wasn't great tonight. Uh, I mean, none of those guys coming off the bench were great. Uh, kind of big picture. Uh, Chris, I thought Chris Paul, despite the poor shooting night, uh, one of 10 from the field, um, five points, he did have 10 assists and six boards, but is it just me? Or is he looking like he's a little bit more spry? I saw him, saw him attack Marcus Saul and Ibaka on switches a little bit more than, than we had seen in the last few weeks. Um, seems like he's rounding into shape. Um, yeah, I mean, he's trying to make his way back into playing shape, but the thing is, is Chris is a professional and I know a lot of jokes fly about him sometimes about him being a dirty player and, but an edgy, um, but he's very competitive and he knows that the window is closing and he has to be at his best no matter what, even if he's having a shooting wall to add something on the defensive end or an extra effort. Yeah. And, uh, this was the Rockets' sixth straight win and, with the thunder and the blazers losing tonight, we actually had a really big shakeup in the playoff race. Uh, the rockets are now in a three-way tie for the three seed with, with Oklahoma city and, uh, Portland, but they own the tiebreaker because they're currently in the lead in their division. So if they win the division, they, they're the third seed. But if you look at like the kind of 5,000 foot view of this, uh, Houston and Portland have an easier schedule going forward than Oklahoma city and Denver. There's actually a scenario where despite the rough start to the season for the Rockets, they could wind up the two seed. So all of our haranguing and uh, hand wringing and all of these other, you know, machinations that we've gone through this whole year may not have mattered. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back, something worse. Guys are usually more comfortable, you know, rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. Uh, I'm guilty of it myself. I've had tears in my rotator cuff for years. Still haven't gotten surgery. Still haven't gotten it fixed. Uh, just living with it. And, and it's dumb because we never take care of ourselves. Same can be true with erectile dysfunction. Guys, it's not the 50s anymore. We can talk about this. It's fine. It's, all, it's a fact of life. Plenty of people go through it. You get it fixed. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations, no uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com ding. You fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with a doctor. You get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Uh, guys, go online and get checked by a doctor. It's so easy. Rectile dysfunction is a problem that guys never tackle. But with Roman, it's really easy. So take care of it. We're not, we're not, we're not going to be upset about this anymore. We're going to get it taken care of. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash ding. That's GetRoman.com slash ding for a free online visit. Again, GetRoman.com slash ding. 
In news, the bad news continues to pile up for the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma is going to miss up to a week due to an ankle injury. An MRI revealed on Tuesday a minor ankle sprain. He suffered the injury in the fourth quarter of Monday night's loss to the Clippers. Uh, He rolled his ankle and then limped off the floor. Uh, He's already been ruled out for Wednesday. Brandon Ingram's out. Tyson Chandler's out. Lance Stevenson is questionable. Uh, Trey, I mean, this is it, right? Like, I mean, we know that it's going to be an uphill battle for them to make the playoffs, but it just seems like now at this point, it it, with kind of the wheels are falling off. And I hate to say it. uh, Yeah. With those 18 games down um, when LeBron was hurt, that kind of took the soul out of the team. And then, you know, the absence of Lonzo as well, um, despite people wanting to give their credit or not, it's pretty much over, but I respect LeBron for not, you know, packing it all in and just kind of finishing the season out. Um, I mean, might as well, might as well. Cause you're not going to be playing any basketball in April and May. So figure it out or June. And that's kind of, that's kind of odd. I mean, for NBA basketball to not have LeBron James playing basketball in June, but we get the new opportunity for another team to show what they got. Either they're going to compete or it's going to be a sweep. And I look at this situation, um, the Lakers have been banged up. You know, you know they they have uh, coaching situations and a lot of drama this season. So hopefully uh, next season that you know they won't they can move forward with a fresh start. Um, a lot of people called that this would be a wash season, um, and a lot of people didn't believe it. Um, people had them finishing top three, top four at best. I mean, I personally figured they would be fifth or sixth. Um, I didn't think it would be this bad. And um, that the Clippers are the best team in Los Angeles right now. Speaking of sitting out, uh, LeBron James will not be sitting out any games in the regular season, at least yet. Uh, To quote him, that would take a lot of convincing from Luke on up. And unless I'm hurt, I'm not sitting games. And then he went on further to say that conversation hasn't occurred, but I'm sure it can happen soon. So kind of confusing, honestly, like if I'm the Lakers, I'm saying, let's put him on ice. We're not going to make the playoffs. Let's get that pick, which is another asset we can include in a trade for Anthony Davis or whoever we're going to trade for, but also like let him heal. Cause it's pretty clear that he's not back. Like they've been terrible since he's come back. He's not looked great in particular on defense where a groin injury probably affects him even more. Um, I mean, there's a little bit to be said about him conserving energy on that end. But he just doesn't look right. Like it doesn't look like LeBron. We're not seeing the the consistency that we're used to seeing out of him on the offensive end. And obviously, the body language is terrible. Um, so I mean, that could be injury related as well. And in Orlando, Steve Clifford has said Markel Fultz is not expected to play this season. "Quote: He's still rehabbing his shoulder, and he's not even able to really do much on the floor yet. It's a pretty significant shoulder injury. I would say he's starting to do a little bit." but it would be very difficult for him to get back this year. Trey, uh, you got to feel for a guy this young, basically two lost seasons so far. Um, what are the odds we, we actually see him next year healthy on a basketball court? Uh, the odds are very high. I mean, I think that's the smart idea, especially with them making such a gamble to make a move for Markel and give him a fresh start. I think he'll be able to approach everything with a clear mind and then also a new focus with the, with the new team. Um, and hopefully that the doctors and specialists um, will help him be able to 
you know, move forward from his previous injury or his mental uh, lapses with uh, the um, the yips. So um, in this particular time, I think that that's what's best. And we'll see him next year. Hey, guys, join us today for the back to back Wednesday challenge. Go to fanduel.com slash B2B. That's the letter B, the number two, the letter B. Sign up, deposit five bucks, and get a $5 bonus in your bank from FanDuel. You can play with other back-to-back listeners every Wednesday, which is today. If you take home the victory today, you'll be joining us on an upcoming Friday mailbag. So go to FanDuel.com slash B2B for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. In other games around the league, the Philadelphia 76ers defeat the Orlando Magic 114-106. to 106. J.J. Redick, 26 points, six threes. Tobias Harris with 21, 12 rebounds, five assists. Ben Simmons with 16 points, 13 rebounds, eight assists, and a really, really nice right-handed turnaround fadeaway jumper. I'm just saying, might be right-handed. The Pacers beat the Bulls in Indy 105 to 96. The Pacers just keep winning games. They cannot help themselves. Boyan Bogdanovich with 27 points, six rebounds. Darren Collison with 22. Zach Levine with 27 points in a losing effort. And in Memphis, the Grizzlies beat the Blazers 120 to 111 on the back of Mike Connolly's 40 points, six threes made. That's his career high for him. Uh, DeLon Wright with 25 points for the Grizzlies. CJ McCollum with 27. Dame with 24. Trade is a bad loss for the Blazers. You can't lose these bad teams when you're in the heat of the playoff race. I mean, it tends to happen. Guys get lackadaisy. You know, sometimes guys don't shoot well. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's getting to it's getting to the nitty gritty and teams are continuing to fall and jock for position, um, especially with this three way tie. And, you know, Blazers are right where they were last year in third, um, which was more of a surprise last year than this year. Um, and I think they'll bounce back. You know, these games happen um, now. If there were the Lakers or some other team that was really on some must win games, it'll be a little different. Um, but I, I see Stotts getting those guys regrouping, and I don't think Dame Lillard would, you know, allow allow this unit to to fall too far under. But you know, as far as we get deeper, I mean, early into earlier May, um, teams will strategically try to drop into the right position that they need to be in to match up with the teams that favor. In Minnesota, the Timberwolves defeat the Thunder one thirty one to one twenty again. Another team in the heat of the playoffs is a bad loss. I mean, any loss is a bad loss at this point with how tight they are in the standings. Carl Anthony Towns, 41 points, 14 rebounds. Just a monster game from him. Russell Westbrook with 38, 13, six assists. Derrick Rose had 19 off the bench for the Timberwolves. And in Oakland, one team came to play and the other one did not. The Celtics, looking like a real basketball team tonight, uh, defeated the Warriors 128 to 95. It's the worst home loss for the Warriors under Steve Kerr. Uh, the Celtics started out really strong in this one, had an 11 0 lead before Kerr finally had to take a timeout. And this is another game trade where the Warriors just start out like, I mean, it might be your favorite word this time of year lackadaisical. They just didn't look interested in playing tonight. Hashtag no clay. Um, also, I want to highlight Gordon Hayward. I know we don't big up right now. Uh, R. Kelly's not a, 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 a figure that people should highlight, but in in his words, players only, <laughs> players only Hayward showed up. And I haven't seen him play like that in a long time. Uh, I think some, I think you mentioned or Rob mentioned 
no, I think it was Anthony Mays mentioned that this is the uh, highest point margin for Hayward in the first half that he's had since being put on the green and white. That's so, right. um, you know, maybe this is a good confidence booster in them moving forward. And they also had a good practice, a good short practice that um, helped them bounce back from their loss against, you know, Houston. Yeah, he had, so. he had 19 points in the first half, seven of eight from the field, three or four from three. He, I mean, this, this, his first half is why they had this huge lead. He was a lot more aggressive with the ball in his hands, looking to attack, but then off the ball, he was cutting him and uh, Marcus smart actually had a lot of really nice connections tonight with Hayward. We're operating off the ball, finishes the game with 30 points, seven rebounds, four assists all off the bench. Um, Kyrie Irving with 19 and 11. I mean, just had a huge, I mean, huge impact on this I, game, despite the fact that he didn't lead the team in scoring. I mean, when you're shooting 63% as a, as a team in the first half, it's kind of hard to cut those leads. But I mean, if it's any team that's going to cut that type of deficit, it's the Warriors and the Warriors just really kind of just could not get it going, especially, um, you know, McKinney at the two, um, for him to succeed, he has to get it going or he'll be without a job. Um, hopefully Clay, you know, won't miss too many more games. And then also DeMarcus Cousins really struggled. You know, they got in his head and, you know, the refs also were able to, you know, blow some, blow some uh, whistles on him. And he was out of there. Um, it was nothing pretty much that this, this Dubs team could really do. And I really wasn't too fond of the second unit that was out there, the second and third unit. They, they looked lost. Um, a lot of times, you know, you would think that DeMarcus Cousins' star power would kind of help, you know, get them touches and, and get them back involved. I mean, he made a few bully plays, but they're not clicking. I mean, but I wouldn't hit the emergency, you know, the emergency button for this game. Um, they're just pretty much out the out of sync without Clay out there. Yeah, Boogie uh, started the second without Steph or KD. Uh, you know, they were trying to get him touches in the post and stuff like that. Celtics went on a seven Oh run before they just threw Curry back in about two minutes into the second quarter. And he hit a, immediately hits a three, um, you know, uh, in the first half, Draymond was out there trying to create some chaos, bringing double teams. Golden state wasn't communicating at all. And, th- and they were getting eviscerated by these cuts. Boston had a 25 point lead at half. And what I'm getting, I know this is going to be a, a ding first, but I'm going to give Brad Stevens a lot of credit. The Warriors started to go on a run in the third quarter. They cut the lead to 17 and Stevens, instead of doing his normal thing and letting these guys try to work it out, call it a good timeout. They come back, they come back out with like six minutes left and they really fight them off. They wind up closing the third on a 12 Oh run. And here's how it went. Hayward got a steal and a dunk. Jalen Brown got a layup. Hayward hit a mid ranger. Kyrie hit a big three, came back down on the very next possession drew a charge on Steph Curry. And then Hayward hits a three to end the, in the third, they won. They were up by 29 heading into the fourth. I mean, the game was over. It was, it was over going into the fourth. They really did pull like a, a golden state on golden state. And it was demoralizing. Like you could just watch golden state just could not turn it on. They could not crank it up. And the Celtics bench tonight was fantastic. 68 points. They scored the warriors bench only scored 32 points. The Warriors also never led in this game. I mean, just it, it is in, impossible for me to explain how good the Celtics look tonight. They actually did look connected. Love the body language from the team when Hayward started cooking. So it completely dispels any of the current concerns I had had about, you know, maybe there being an issue with all the minutes Hayward's getting and, and the fact that he's not playing well. That was awesome to see. In our lines of the night, 
Carl Anthony Towns with 41 points, 14 rebounds and a win against the Thunder. Russell Westbrook with 38 points, 13 rebounds, six assists in the loss to Minnesota. Mike Conley with a career high 40 points in a win against Portland. James Harden with 35 points, three assists in a win against Toronto. Gordon Hayward with 30 points, seven rebounds, four assists off the bench in a win against Golden State. Trey, who are you going to give it to? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Cat. Cat deserved it. Um, I also Cat apologies picked up his game. Uh, I used to call him Carl Anthony Cantor. Um, I'll take that back. So um, yeah, Cat Cat deserved it tonight. He's balling. He's picked up his game. Yeah, and the Wolves are uh, 26 and 25, as pointed out by Zach Harper uh, on Twitter since the Jimmy Butler trade. So you know things are looking up. Uh, you know I'm gonna give it to Gordon Hayward, man. 30 points, seven rebounds, four assists. I've been tough on him. Uh, the last few weeks and, you know, got to respect when the guy comes out and has a game like that. I mean, he was fantastic tonight and our game to watch for tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to go a little offbeat and I'm going to go to the East and I'm going to say the heat versus the Charlotte Hornets. I, I think, you know, the playoff implications are there. They're fighting for the, you know, the seventh or eighth seed in the East uh, could be a really good game. Could be a snoozer, but should be a game that we look at in a couple of weeks and say, okay, well this determines some playoff positioning. Trey, what are you going to go with? Uh, so I'm looking at these lineups and pretty much uh, Boston Celtics, Sacramento Kings, the Kings is still one of the league pass favorites. Back to back for Boston after playing golden state tonight, big, big could be a scheduled loss, let down game. I think it's a big, a big, big contest for the Celtics. And of course, Sacramento trying to get into the playoffs. That's going to be it for today's show. Make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash count the dings. Subscribe to the back to back podcast feed with a new basketball buzz that dropped yesterday. Got a new nerder she wrote coming out tomorrow and a new mailbag coming up this Friday with a complete live show recap. Go subscribe to the Black Opinions Matter Monday feed, which you can find on all podcast platforms. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, The Daily Ding, as well as over all of our feeds from the Back to Back Network. This is House of Strauss, and pack your knives. Uh, thank you guys for waking up with this. Trey, I haven't heard this in a little while. Please send this home. Ding, ding. <laughs>